So when we look at the hands, the, the lines of the shape of the hand can change. And this is related to what's happening in your life and your reaction to it, so like personality type of stuff. The fingerprints never change. They're created the 16th week in the mother's womb, and this is when the, the soul enters the body and they create this code. And this code tells me what your strongest qualities and your weakest qualities are. The strongest is the life purpose which you came here to do, and the weakest is the life lesson which you came here to learn. Okay? And this is the, the foundation for everything in your life, every relationship, every experience, the family that you had was all to help you learn your lesson and fulfill your purpose. So typically what I do is I, I look to see which fingers have the strongest fingerprint and which ones have the weakest. Yours, you have almost the same fingerprint on every finger, okay, so it's a little different. Typically people have a life purpose and a life lesson and then they have a theme to their life. When your fingerprint is almost the same on every fingerprint, your theme and your purpose are the same, okay? And your theme is the theme of love, and this is about emotion. And so people who are here uh, with this theme are here to experience a very wide range of emotions and to, to use this to learn how to connect to themselves and to other people. And so the part of this, le of this theme that is the life purpose is that you're able to really connect to other people's emotions very strongly, very well. And so maybe in your group of friends, people come and tell you their problems because they feel that you're, you're connecting to their, their emotions and you're present. And so this is your, your gift, is this emotional authenticity to be able to really connect to, to their emotions. The lesson uh, of this theme is while you're very good at speaking about other people's emotions is to learn how to speak about your own. Right? And so this is, this is the lesson. And your whole life was really focused around emotions. And most people who have this, they look at this as kind of a burden, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's, a, it's difficult. Yeah. But if you really understand the emotions and, and what it is, it's actually a gift. And you have to change this way of thinking of it to be able to really understand how to use them and how to, to yeah, use them to find your path. So, like we talked about in class, the whole point of life in yoga is to go from the very coarse vibrations to the very subtle vibrations. It's to build up the sensitivity of the conscious mind to, to understand the subtle changes, the subtle movements within the body. We call certain things, certain feelings emotions, and, and others we just say they're feelings, but really everything is just a vibration. And when you're able to experience more than the average person, it means that your mind is already tuned into particular level of the subtle, a little right. deeper than most people. And so this is a gift, right? Because this is what everyone is here trying to do, is to tune their mind into the subtle, and you already have a, a, a head start on this, so to speak, because of this, uh, this is what you worked on in previous lives to get to this point. And so this is the first way to look at this as this is something that you work for. It's not something that's a burden, it's something that, that is, is useful, because this is what you're here to do, is to really develop this, to sharpen this. And so what this means is that you experience all these ranges of feelings that are very subtle. And the challenge then is to look at this, like I said, in a way that, that is helpful to you. And so to do that, you have to understand what the emotions are for, right? And, and the purpose of emotions are very important. They shouldn't dictate your behavior, but they should focus your attention. And so they're for self-awareness. 
right? You feel something very strongly, you say, well, why am I feeling angry right now? Or why am I feeling scared or anxious, whatever it is? And then it's a way to reflect. And so the more feelings that, the more of these emotions that you experience, the more mirrors that you have to look back at yourself. And so there's more capacity to realize who you are through these emotions. Right. And so this is another gift, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. The other thing is, where does creativity come from? It comes from taking this internal experience and manifesting it externally, mm -hmm. right? And if you could only feel that I'm happy and sad, how much are you going to manifest and how creative are you going to be? But if you can experience this very long range of emotions, a wide range of emotions, all this thing is it's colors for the picture that you paint in life. And so you have more colors. And so this is why you need to accept them, right? Because you're saying, I like this color, I like this color, but these I don't like, so I put them back here. And I don't speak about them, I don't uh, look at them as a positive thing. And so you're taking away aspects of your creativity. Right? When you do this, because the thing is, when you're judging something, you can't understand it. And so you're taking away aspects of seeing who you are as well. And because you can't understand something that you're judging. And so the first thing you have to do is to, to learn to accept. And to, it's okay that I feel this. It's not good or bad. It just is what's happening and it's not even me. It's just an experience. Yeah. Right? It's just a temporary experience. It's like jumping in the pool and getting wet. It's temporary. It dries. And then you may get wet again. And, and, and so don't look at these as an aspect of you because they're not. They're just part of the experience. It's like when the temperature changes, that has nothing to do with you. Right? right? You sweat or you get cold, but it's still not you. And so this is. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with the emotions. It's okay, I'm experiencing this. Why, why am I experiencing this? And what the most important part, you know, we can say, well, why am I experiencing it? And often this is very difficult to understand the origins, right? Because they could have happened in many lives ago. I think or that's what I try to do all the time, is try to figure out what, where is this coming from? Why do I feel yeah. this way? I think but that's what gets me in trouble. Well, this in, in your mind is very strong. If you look at your, your headline, the headline goes from here to here. It's almost going off the hand. And so the longer the headline, the more a person thinks about. Try to analyze my emotions. And, and so you're, you're thinking too much, right? Feeling all the time yeah. and trying to analyze it. Yeah. Which, yeah. But if we look at it, we have weeds growing in our garden. There's two ways to kill them. One, we pull it out by the roots and we say, okay, I, I see the roots and they're out and they won't go back. But like I said, it's very difficult to know why, why you're doing a particular pattern because right. it could be because many lives ago, whatever it is. But there's also another way to kill the weed, is to smother it and not give it any nourishment. Mm. No sun, no water, no, no vitamins, no, nothing, and then eventually it will die. Right. And, and so the same thing with these habit patterns, is if you stop continuing the habit pattern, eventually it's going to die. It doesn't matter where it came from. Yeah. And you may figure it out along the way, but what's more important is that it doesn't continue. Right, I don't have to figure it all out. Yeah. And so the most important aspect is when you feel an emotion is to not think about it, to feel it and say, okay, physically, how does this feel? Yeah. Well, I can feel it in my chest, I feel it in my stomach, I feel it in my neck, wherever it may be. And then after you 
kind of taken an inventory, well, how's my breath, how's my heartbeat, and observed, I can feel tingling in here, I feel pressure here, it doesn't matter what the sensation is, or even the name of the emotion is not important. But then say, okay, well, what does this feeling cause me to want to do or not do? What is the impulse? Well, the impulse is to walk away and not really participate in this situation, or to yell at this person. Okay, then with the mind, well, what is the right thing to do? And then it becomes very easy to change this pattern as long as you're not listening to the mind reacting to the impulse. Right. Because most of the time the impulse is unconscious and we don't realize we're even reacting because we don't realize that we're even having these feelings. Mm -hmm. We just start eating and we're not hungry and we just don't realize that we're trying to manage emotion or we start engaging some behavior that's a distraction. Mm -hmm. And so this is what you do. So, okay, well, I can see the, the tendency now is to indulge in this behavior. And this is not going to help me, so what is the best thing to do at this moment? And then you do that, and eventually this feeling will start to go away. But, but you're not suppressing it, you're saying, I have this feeling, it's okay. It's just like if you have to give a speech in front of people and you have this fear. Now you, you can feel this fear in your stomach and your throat. And you say, this fear is so strong that I can't speak in front of people. Mm -hmm. And so you walk away. And then the next time you have to do this, the fear is even stronger because you're giving into the impulse. You're weakening the mind. Yeah. But if instead you say, okay, it's all right, but I'm afraid. I can feel this fear, and, and, but I still have to give this speech. Yeah. And you get up and you do it, and maybe it goes bad, maybe it goes good. It's not so important. But you did it. And so the next time it becomes just a little easier because you're losing this identification with the feeling. Because what it is when you're reacting to the feelings and the thoughts, it means you're identifying with it. Yeah. You're saying, this is me. Mm -hmm. This is my personality. This is my behavior. And you're reacting. And, and instead you just say, okay, I can be afraid and still get, give this speech. What would someone who doesn't have this fear do right now? Mm -hmm. And then just pretend that you're this person. Yeah. And, and, and this is what you have to do. Say, okay. In this situation, what would someone do that doesn't have this issue? And then this is how I'm going to behave. And you start to, to let go of this identification of these feelings in his mind, and you start to break these habits. And then it's not so important why you're doing it. You can understand this, but it's not as important as breaking the, the pattern. Right. And not going over and over in your mind, because what you're doing is you're weakening the mind when you do this. That, that's how I feel after this. Yeah. yeah. Because you're, 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 you're trying to rely on the mind and... To try to, to pump me up and instead just replace it down. Yeah. yeah. So you just say, okay, I can see the reaction is to not s tell this person how I feel right now, just to be nice to them. But I have to speak this and so this is what I'm going to do. Because part of this, this lesson is really to learn how to speak up for yourself. Right? How to, to speak this emotional truth. And so it looks like from about the age of about 22 to about 36, maybe, that there was uh, a big change from 22, around there. And then it looks like maybe you didn't feel so grounded. No, I, yeah, I struggled a lot from right around, yeah, right around 22. Yeah, 18, I was out of the house, and mm -hmm. I'm in, in my own adventures and traveling. And, but 22, I started using drugs and alcohol pretty severely, and yeah, just, I started to feel lost. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when did this stop? It just went on and on yeah. for years. I, yeah. I kept trying to um, do new adventures. I'd start over again and yeah. 
you know, we had, I had struggled a lot. I'd go up and down, up and down, up and down until just this past, uh, past 10 years. Okay. So, so, again. so this is this is the management of emotion, mm-hmm. right? Oh, oh, yeah. Drugs is a very strong management of emotion. Self-medicating. Yeah. It's what it was. It really was self-medicating. It wasn't trying to party. It wasn't trying yeah. to do anything. Well, even if it's partying, it's still the same. But it was result. trying yeah. to trying to regulate my emotions. Yeah. Saying really I don't was. like how I feel and I want to change this. Yes. And, and it's no different than overindulging in food, watching too much television, all these are the same. Yeah, yeah. drugs have a, a stronger impact because yeah. they, they take down the body a little more. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it looks now that you're more grounded and oh, more focused. I've worked very hard for it, yeah. And so this is good. And so now is, is to learn to be present with these emotions mm-hmm. and, and learn to, to enjoy them, even the ones that are not so nice. Yeah. You know, and the, the sadness or, or, or whatever it is, it's, it's, just, it's okay that I feel this deep good. Learn to enjoy it because it's not going to last. Yeah. And and let's try to understand what it's teaching me, because the resistance to the emotions is what keeps your karma. Because when you resist these experiences, what you're doing is you're tying yourself to the experience. Right. The only way to let go of the experience is just to accept it and then just not react to it and then it, it, you start to lose this attraction to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And and then it. it, it takes away the creativity because you start to feel numb. Yeah. You start to feel uh, disconnected mm-hmm. and, and disconnected from the environment. And when you feel this disconnection from the environment, what you're really doing is feeling disconnected from the self. Yeah. And so what you want to do is to cultivate this connection, to learn how to develop this connection very strongly to go even deeper. Instead of going the opposite and running away, is to dive into it and say, okay, how do I use this gift Right, it's like the superpower. You know, you can fly, but you're too you're afraid of heights, yeah. and so you walk everywhere. And it's like, oh, I'm wasting so much time. Right? Why not learn how to to really fly and to 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 enjoy the process and say, well, this is a gift, and I've worked for it. Let's how it's like surfing waves, right? Yeah. You can say these waves are too strong. I don't want to surf it, but if you surf it, wow, it's going to be much more fun. And, and, and then you start to learn about yourself, and then you start to be more creative. And then you start to have better relationships, because this is the, the big thing, is when you're not sharing this internal experience, how well do you feel understood? I feel very understood. Right. <laughs> and, and whose fault is this? Yeah. It, it, you, you don't express what's really happening, and you say, well, these people don't know me. Mm-hmm. They're not... They're not understanding me and why is because you're not really sharing the experience of what's going on and so when they do connect who are they connecting with but just aspects of you and it's just not the full you and so this is the thing is to learn how to speak about this inner experience without judgment to yourself and to others right do you you know um, the book nonviolent communication So what this is, is to teach you how to speak about your emotions to other people, but really to yourself. Instead of saying, I don't like when you do this, because if you say this to someone, how do they react? They get defensive, or they say, okay, they don't do it, but that energy goes somewhere else if it's some kind of relationship. And then, do you understand what really happened? No. But if you say, when you do this, it makes me feel that you're not listening to me. 
And then you're not saying what they're doing is right or wrong, right. but you're saying what, what you feel, what your experience is. Yeah, I've done like years of therapy and I've learned quite a bit and I've used as much as I possibly can with my family. I struggle very much with it right now with my sister who has my daughter and just a huge thing going on and it's very, very big struggle right now. And then with my mother and right now it's a big, it's a big thing and yeah. I feel like it's been hard because I've been doing all this work trying to help with the communication nobody else is doing any. So it's like just as much as I've had a hard time doing that, communicating with them, being my authentic self with them, it's, it's been hard over the years and I have failed at doing that successfully, I, I'm, I'm sure. And so here I am trying to be who I, who I really am now and, and be fully that person. And they don't want to accept that person. Yeah. They, it's very, it's a big struggle. Right yeah, but, but this is their struggle. Don't let it be yours. Right? You, you, you can't change someone. The only thing you can do is, is try to have compassion for them. Because they're suffering, whether they realize it or not. If they're not able to, to communicate with love, it's because this is how they communicate with themselves. Yeah. And the more you fight with this, the more you're tied to their karma. That's how it feels. Yeah. And so the thing is, like when you learn this nonviolent communication, say when you do so, it makes me feel that you're not listening to me. And you start to, to have understanding that their behavior towards you is the same behavior they have towards themselves. Mm -hmm. And if they're getting angry with you or they're being this way with you, this is how they are with themselves. And to see it as that. Yeah. And to have compassion and, and try to speak to them from this level of compassion of, oh, they're not happy with themselves or they're not, uh, they're scared or whatever it is. Whatever. And, and then try to, to communicate with them on this level of compassion, no matter how they're reacting yeah because if you react to them I know that's it it's yeah and, and then how does this make you feel right you're reacting to them and the, the other thing what people do too is they have this dialogue already in their mind and they're just waiting for someone to participate yeah. and so if they're angry at you and they're yelling at you and they're doing this and then you yell back the first thing they think in their mind is look she's an angry person, this is her, yeah, look at she, how she's yelling at me. It confirms and yeah. then it verifies that they don't. And, and, but if instead they're being this way and then you just keep showing them love, then it's easier for them to see this disparity in their actions and yours and say, wow. story that they have. Yeah, and, and, and they may not see it, but there's a better chance they're going to see it. Even if they don't see it, they're much more peaceful. Well, yeah, because you're not attacking yourself anymore. Yeah, you're just, you're just present and then you don't have to participate. You let them have this, this is their, their drama. You know, let them participate in their own drama and, and just try to speak with love like you're speaking to yourself. Yeah. Like you would like someone to speak to you and, and to communicate. It's difficult because as a family we have so much karma and so yeah, much history. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge, but yeah, that's what I've been trying to do, especially this past year. I really worked really hard on it. But just, just imagine that you're speaking to yourself and, and say how this person must feel really bad right now even if they're wrong it could be 100 percent wrong 100 percent right it's not important 
but this is their experience. Mm -hmm. And to understand, well, they're having this experience, let me just be kind to them. And it doesn't matter who wins this argument, who loses this argument, it's just, it's just find some peace. And if it's necessary, just be present and just listen. Mm -hmm. And let them talk until they're finished and say, okay. There's no sense in, in participating in the drama mm -hmm. because then you're just continuing it. Right. Right? And, and, and uh, this is, is something else that you have to kind of work on is how to cultivate your personal power, how to have boundaries, and how to, to say no, and how to deal with confrontation. Mm -hmm. Right? And when we have confrontation, we can confront someone back and we can in fact we can do this before they even make the confrontation to protect ourselves or we could just avoid all confrontation and then both of these are not the way to deal with confrontation is to be present to say this is what is, is best for me and, and to do it in a kind way but not to back down right just to learn how to really communicate your needs and to communicate what's good for you and, and to not be afraid to draw boundaries and say, oh, this is not good for me. I, yeah. I can't accept this. That's a, one of my big things for when I get back, like the, all these new rules about my daughter and seeing whether I can, when I can see her, how I can see her. And I, I just got cut off from 50-50 custody and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's just a very complicated situation, but, um, the way that it, she's being kept from me and held from me and everything's going on, it's like none of my feelings or anything is being discussed whatsoever. Yeah. And it's like, I realized that at some point I need to stand up and be like, wait a minute, you know, everybody needs to realize that I'm a person here too. Like, yeah. Well, I have some boundaries that I need to create <laughs> and I gotta figure out what I, if I can even, if I can even emotionally take on this new role of yeah. not even being a parent. Yeah. Well, you have to look at their perspective, right? And, and who knows all the drama that's There's behind so this. There's so much to it. I'm not but, but, but a big part of it is they just want the best for the, the, this child, right? Well, we all do. Yeah. We all do. And so, so this is the way to go out is how do we make the best for this, this child? Not how do I win, how do you win, how do, because this Absolutely. is what happens, it winds up happening, turning into this type of argument. Right. But it's like, well, what's best for the child? Let's find a way to, to be in harmony because the child, how old is the child? The child will feel this even if they don't see this. <laughs> and so it's important to find harmony with all the adults around the child because even if you're not having this these conflicts in front of the child, the child is experiencing it. Yeah, and so what you're doing is you're creating this this drama for the child. Yeah. And this is what she is going to, is it a girl? It's a girl, yeah, This is what she's going to feel comfortable with as she grows older. And so she's going to look for these types of relationships of, of people not being available, not being present because of all this conflict. Right. Which is why I don't know how to handle it because I I have no no say in any of it. So no say in a legal matter. No say at all. Yeah, because of legal. Yeah. Okay. But don't they they appoint, uh, appoint some kind of family counselor or something? I have no something? say in it. It's, it's yeah. All right. Well. So all I can do is is from my 
like what's right on my part, what, what should I do because so, I do So the times that you can be there, be there. Do as much as you can do, and, and, and this has a better chance of changing things. When people start to see, okay, well, look how she's relating with the situation, how she's, forget the conflict and just right, focus so on the child. Right, that's what I have been doing. Yeah, and just continue this. And, and any conflict, you just, you just let them communicate it and just not react to it. Say, okay, what is this person really saying? What is going on with them? And, and how can I just be kind to them, right? And, and not react. Because the reaction is what's, what's going to yes, cause them to... Yes, I have to, been doing that. Because yeah. I, know, I know she senses everything. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have any room in me for any, hmm. any anger or anything. I don't want any of that anymore. Like it's just yeah. not... I don't want that in my life, but it's just hard because there's a lot of pain. Yeah, there's a lot of pain, but it, it, it's judgment to the self, right? It's pain from the childhood, it's pain from the previous lives, you know? And you have to look at a child, right? And a child does something wrong. And, and we can react one of two ways. We can say, well, this is wrong, you did something bad, this is not good. But now this child has two problems. They feel bad about themselves, and, and they did something wrong, and they don't know what to do. So if instead they do something wrong, and you embrace them and say, it's okay, I love you, let's find a better way to do this. Now they feel accepted. And this is what you have to do with yourself, right? Is you have to accept these emotions, to accept the self, to give, imagine yourself as a child, and what did you need that you didn't feel you were getting? Now give it to yourself, right? Be the, the, the person who's giving this to yourself, this person that you wanted to be, that you wanted the reaction from the mother, from uh, this closeness, this understanding, this connection. Be this person with yourself. Be this person with the people around you. Give it to them. And, and this will help you to repair this damage, right? Because this is what we learn from the mothers, the emotional connection. And when we're not feeling understood and close, it's because there were issues with this connection. And, and uh, I don't know if she was hard on you or she just didn't pay attention to the emotions or... Yeah. And so... Yeah. And so now you have to be there to embrace yourself and say, okay, I'm here for myself. I'm here and, and, and imagine this little girl and, and to, to heal her, right? And then to then connect with your daughter this way. Yeah, we're very, very yeah. connected. Yeah. That's why it's so hard. Yeah, we have an amazing relationship. This is good. And so you continue this and but you have to accept She's the one the one person that knows just how emotional I am, and it's, and I mean, it's, it's a beautiful relationship. And, and we have to, to also, is, is to give the space to, to the others to have their emotion, mm -hmm. right? Not to, to give too much of ours that, that we're uh, smothering them with our emotion and we're making them responsible for how we feel. Right. Because we don't want them to feel, I need to make my mother happy. Yes. 
we don't want her to feel that this is her responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Because then she'll start to put, uh, you know, other purpose, people's emotions ahead of her own. And you want her to value the way she feels in the same way you want to value the way you feel and, and to learn how to deal with this. And you can feel this emotion without being emotional, yeah. right? But just observe and say, okay, I see what's happening, it's okay. And then to learn how to, to see this reaction. Oh, when I feel this emotion, this is the reaction. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and to look inside for all these things that we're searching for outside. A lot of times when we're so sensitive and we don't get the feedback we need as a child, we start to look for acceptance and appreciation in others. And we start to look for this externally. And we need to find it internally to yeah. appreciate the self, to accept the self. Who, what do you do? What do I do? Do you work? Do you work? Well, I mean, just recently I was waiting tables, mm -hmm. but I mean, I've been marketing and doing all kinds of What do you want to do? I'd like to, I want to help people. That's what okay. I want to do. So that's why I did this because I, and I'm also a Reiki master. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get into a situation where I'm teaching, where okay. I'm in an environment where I'm helping people. I'd like to be in a teaching kind of environment. So I'd like to take this somewhere. Well, whatever you do, your strength comes from the emotional connection that you have with the people. Mm -hmm. And so this is what needs to be cultivated. No matter, even if you're a boss at, at some marketing company, your strength is that you're connected to the emotions of everyone. You understand them and you relate to them mm -hmm. this way. Yeah. And so this is, this is where I would look at teaching. It's okay, how do I communicate this emotional connection that I'm learning and that I'm dealing with with them? Because you have the opportunity to be the master of what you suffer from. I like things a lot one on one with people. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not talking like a big classroom yeah. kind type okay. kind of thing. More of a um, like a smaller group type okay. stuff. Because I do like the one on one. I do connect with people. All right. So so look at look at this. Maybe you need to to learn some more things or put together the things that you already know and, and to find some way. Yeah. But I, I would look at things that you struggle with or the things that you have the chance to be the expert in. Yeah. And, and so this is what I would do is find out how do I look at what I'm struggling with and how do I help other people with this because that will also help you see it better in yourself. I feel like I'm supposed to find some group, like it's, I don't know, I, I keep having this like reoccurring dream where I'm supposed to find like this small group of people, like a small community, okay. that I'm like going to either be a part of, like become a part of or mm -hmm. something, where I learn so much from them, and I become like, it's almost like it's a family to me, and that's where I like start to kind of work and grow and live, and I don't know, I just, I just keep having this like, okay. little so reoccurring dream, and I don't know where it is, but it feels like it's in a yeah. warm, different place, and... So, so just be open to your intuition and try to follow this. Maybe it's something that you have to create. Maybe it's something you will yeah. encounter. But just be open to it and, and be the kind of person that you want to have these, this type of relationship with. But it, it felt like something that, like, it, that's what I want. I would love to be where I'm teaching this, like, communities how to, like, better themselves. When I, I um, 
worked, I volunteered in Africa and I did all these small, small loan programs and food relief and all these things. We were going into these villages and helping people and it felt so good and it felt right. And like, but I was younger and I, I wasn't ready like I am now. Like now, I mean, I can, I would just, when I would, I would like to do that as a career, like yeah. to really start building communities and start doing things like that and empowering people. That feels right. Yeah, so, so be open to this and keep doing what you're doing, learning and taking all these new skills in and trying to help yourself and then you'll find this. Yeah, right? I keep feeling like the more I better myself, the stronger I'm becoming and where I got the confidence in myself to mm -hmm. be able to just go and help people. I think it's harder when I don't feel very good about myself. Yeah, but this is all just an illusion because you don't change. In the past, like I'm feeling, I like today, like today as we are right now, I I feel I overcome almost all of that. I mean, I yeah, still but have even a this idea of, of overcoming and, and change and all this is just the illusion. It is an illusion, but it's still there. Yeah, because <laughs> because you're, you're you're focusing on the temporary. Mm -hmm. What is what changes? It's just how you just your your view of yourself. Yeah, it's not it's not anything is anything. No. Yeah. Because you're already perfect, right? The mm -hmm. soul anything that, that changes dies. Yeah. Even things that are not alive, the paper, the pen will change and disintegrate. The body just changes and dies. But the soul never dies. And if it never dies it means it never changes. And if it never changes it means one of two things. It's either perfect or imperfect. But whatever it is, it cannot become what it's not. Yeah. And so we say, well, it's perfect, and it's just a matter of recognizing this perfection at this level, mm -hmm. and then acting upon this, right. and recognizing all these other things are not who you are, they're just temporary things that are uh, trying to, to get you to let go of some concept you have of yourself. Yeah. Right. And, and so say, th there's nothing that I need to overcome, I just need to, because it's just a matter of, of reduction. Yeah, to let go of these things. And so the first step is to learn how to accept all these things you're feeling and to communicate them to yourself and to others without judgment. And not put a wall around and say, okay, I'm not telling people this stuff about me. I'm not going to do this. I got to stop saying that. Yeah, yeah, because what you're really saying is, I don't like these things about myself. And if you're saying that, you'll never understand them, and you're taking away a, a part of you that's probably a very strong part of you to communicate this message you have, right? Most people who are teachers and writers who are really good are doing something that they struggled with. And so these things that you're judging are things that you struggle with that you don't like, and this is your strength, this is where you can become the expert. And so you have to, to, to learn how to first accept okay, we're experiencing this. And just observe, well, what, what, what's my mind doing? How am I reacting? How's my behavior changing? How is it? All right, so this is the impulse. Now, what is the right thing to do? And it becomes very easy to see this when you put it up to this, this measurement. Right. And then you accept it and you let go of this idea that this is you. It's just an experience that you're having. And how to use this experience to understand the self. And what is this experience trying to show me? Mm -hmm. You know, all illness is there to show you something, whether it gets to the disease level or not. And unfortunately, often we medicate ourselves 
so much that we hide the symptoms. Right. But the symptoms are actually indications of what we're not doing. Mm. Right? If we have some uh, problems with the hips and the legs, well, now you're not able to walk. And so then you have to look at your life and say, well, was I having a difficulty taking action? Was I having difficulty changing direction? What, what am I not able to do now? And this is what I was avoiding. Mm-hmm. And now I have to try even harder to do it. And this is how all disease works, is, is that if you can go without masking the symptoms, is look at these symptoms. And the same thing with these strong habit patterns. Mm-hmm. What is this habit pattern causing me to do? And then what is that taking me away from doing? And this is, this is what it's trying to show me, and how do I let this go? Right. Yeah. And then you have to look at, well, what kind of relationships am I forming? Right. Or lack thereof. Yeah. <laughs> well, why is there a lack of relationships? Right? We're talking intimate relationships, but also friendships. Mm-hmm. And, and so we can look at the habit patterns in the relationships and someone who has difficulty speaking about their emotions, I guarantee the people that you are picking are not emotionally available, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And because this is the people that will gravitate towards someone who's not sharing their emotion because this is, whether they're conscious of this or not, this is what they want because they don't want to be emotionally present for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And if you start to communicate your emotions with this type of person, they're going to say, oh, this is not what I signed up for. I don't want this. Mm-hmm. And so this is fine. You let them go. But if you attract someone who is an open person and wants to hear this and you're not communicating, they're going to get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And so you have to understand then, how do I attract the right type of person and how do I keep this relationship? And you have to think about yourself. What do you want in a relationship? You want someone who is open to hearing what your internal experience is in a, in a, in a compassionate way and who is also sharing what's going on with them. And the only way to, to have a relationship with this type of person and to attract this type of person is to be this type of person. And so this is what you have to begin doing, is to be this person that you want to have a relationship with. With everyone you communicate, friends, intimate relationships, start to think about what kind of friend I want. I want to be this type of person. And this is how you attract this type of person. And so you do this consciously until it becomes your nature. And and to, to really learn to be this open person. Because we, we, again, going back to this personal power is we try to protect ourselves and we don't realize that this is creating weakness, right? Weakness is in, in, in this gar- being guarded and protective because then it's easy to break this and then all the, the stuff comes out, ah, I see this, I see this, I know this. Yeah. But if you're open and vulnerable and say, okay, everything's known about me. Right, how I don't can have anything to hide. What, 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 how can I be hurt? This yeah. is strength. Yeah. And so this is the, the, the way, this is the, the direction that you have to go is, is to learn how to, to be this open person with all the people in the life, to, to be this kind, present, sincere, authentic person and, and not back down, right? Even if the other people are not reacting this way, it's okay, then they'll go away.
have these healthy relationships where people understand you and you feel close and connected to them, you have to feel this way with yourself. Right. And you have to behave this way with others. And if you see that you're not attracting this person, look at this and say, oh, this person's not emotionally available. And the tendency is to like this person because this makes you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. and, and not saying that the person is a good person or a bad person, it's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like the girl who grows up with an alcoholic father and she keeps picking, picking guys who are alcoholics. Right. Just say, oh, I didn't know he was an alcoholic for the first two months, but she knew unconsciously. Right. Because she felt that vibration that made her feel comfortable. And so we have to look at it and say, okay, is this person really available? Look at their last relationships, because if the, the last relationships were this way, then you're, you're the same person for them to continue this pattern. Yeah. And so learn how to be present and how to expect this or demand this from other people. Yeah. You know, if not, okay, I'm not going to tolerate this. There's too many other people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, again, to, to look inward for the things that we can't find externally, you know, it, it's when we look for appreciation and acceptance for, for, uh, from other people, it starts to change our behavior, because when we don't get it or it's not satisfying, we either withdraw and then be alone, or we start to be too nice and too needy to try to, to project what we want. And so it's important. It's going on. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so what you're doing is you're perpetuating what you don't want to happen, right? You want I to hate be to be alone, but I I, I like it. It's like yeah, well, it's, a, it's a weird thing. And you want closeness and connection, and when you don't feel it, you say, well then I'm not going to give it to them, and then so you're punishing them, but really you're punishing yourself because how are you going to get it being alone? And so you're causing what you don't want to happen to happen. Yeah. And this is how I'm saying what it looks like when your reactions is what's causing you to be connected to your karma. If you just say, okay, I see what my tendency is to withdraw right now, but I'm just going to be present and keep communicating with this person. Just be present. And then eventually that feeling of withdrawing goes away. You start to say, oh yeah, I'm more connected to this person now. And it's just a matter of getting past this idea of how I was looking at it. Mm. and how I was feeling about it, and it was just my illusion, it wasn't really what was happening, uh, if it wasn't what was happening, being present is what's going to change it, not withdraw. I like that, yeah. Because this is what happens, is, is you're causing something to happen that you don't want to happen as your every rejection. Every time I have it, every yeah. time I have it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's all starting with you, it's not the other people. Yeah. And so this is the thing, is to, to avoid that tendency to look at the, the impulse, oh, I feel this way, my impulse is to run. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what the right thing to do is to be present. And just be present. I don't have to act any way, just be present and continue. And you try this and you start to see that after a short time that idea of not feeling connected changes and you say, oh, maybe it was me. This idea that I'm not getting what I wanted was really maybe just a protection yeah. because I didn't feel like I was going to get what I wanted. Right. Right? And so this is what I would do. Yeah. Do you have any questions? I do. Is that, I'm going to really, really be aware of that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. I think that can change a lot of things. Um, 
Yeah, I was gonna mention to you that vision dream thing that I keep having. See if that I don't know if that means anything. Well, it's I don't just know if it's a, because I desire it or if it's something that I'm kind of seeing. I don't know what it is. It's not important. What's important know. is just follow your intuition, right? And the yeah. way to follow the intuition is to stop thinking. And just to, to feel what you're feeling and recognize, okay, well, what does this feeling cause me to do or not do? And is this the right thing to do? And, and then do the right thing and this will pull you down the Well, path. I guess then, well, that, that's the, the other thing is I have an eight-year-old daughter that is pushing it. And I have these feelings about going places. I, I don't know. Well, you have to find a way to, to balance it for yourself. Yeah. You know, but you have to. No matter what, I would never completely leave and never. You know, I, my daughter, I love her to death, but I can't. I cannot be her mother and be her parent. I only see her every once in a while. I may have to choose to just still live my life. <laughs> well, you, know, you have to 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 find out. Uh, you know what it is and what you're experiencing and what your reaction is and, and how you're reacting this way and to, to just learn to be as authentic as possible, right? And so this is the purpose is to experience a broad range of emotions and connect with emotional authenticity. This is your life purpose and your life lesson is to learn how to clearly speak your emotional truth.